what is up my dudes welcome back to yet another episode of olympia oddities so i have another story from the spooky house to kick things off with today i was down there like a week or two ago spending the night and i woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom i'm still kind of jumpy there even more so at night but for some reason when i woke up that night i was so convinced that there was going to be something staring at me from the corner near the bookcase that leads into the secret room that my eyes just like instantly locked onto that corner nothing was there of course so i just got up did my thing and then went back to bed when i woke up the next morning though steven asked me like hey did i mention anything about ghosts to you during the middle of the night and i'm instantly like kind of creeped out but i didn't remember him doing anything like that thank god so i asked him why and he said he had a weird dream or something about something standing in that corner that night and he'd thought that he'd said something to me in his sleep, because he does that sometimes, about ghosts and that, sc- and that he had scared me. Well, I, we guess it was just his dream, but I definitely think that it's sort of weird that we both sensed something weird about that corner the same night. Um, I'm not really quite sure what that was all about, and I just really hope that Steven never says anything scary to me in the middle of the night again. Uh, today's episode does have a content warning as I'm going to be talking about the murder of a child, and when we get to the suspects section, sexual abuse of children will be talked about, so if that's something you don't want to or can't hear about, feel free to skip this one and I'll see you again next time. For today's episode, I'm going to be telling you the story of Lindsay Baum's disappearance and the mystery that still surrounds her death. Melissa Baum moved her family to McCleary, Washington in 2009. She was recently divorced and looking for somewhere to start fresh. Melissa, her daughter Lindsay, and her son Joshua all packed their bags and moved from Tennessee to the small, quiet town in Washington. To Melissa, it seemed like an excellent place to raise her kids. Residents of McCleary let their kids play outdoors without much worry of stranger danger, and they were often allowed to walk to their friends' houses without an adult. Lindsay Baum was a fan of Harry Potter and Twilight. She was described as a talker and was superstitious. She was afraid of the dark and called 1 a.m. the witching hour. Her dream was to one day publish enough books to fill up her family's entire bookcase. On June 26th, Lindsay and Josh got permission from their mom to walk to their friend Michaela's house. While they were walking, Josh and Lindsay got into an argument over a bike and Josh went back home. Lindsay finished the 10-minute walk to Michaela's house and got there safely. She asked Michaela if she could sleep over that night, and Michaela asked her mom. Her mom said no, so Lindsay began to walk home. It was getting late, around 9.30 at night, and the sun was going to set soon. Lindsay was afraid of the dark, so she was in a hurry to get home before it was completely dark out. Lindsay would never arrive back at her home. Melissa called 911 at around 11 p.m., and officers from the McCleary Police Department and agents from the Seattle office of the FBI arrived at the home. The town and surrounding areas of forest were immediately searched, but they found no trace of Lindsay. They searched in bodies of water, on the ground, from the air, and with cadaver dogs for days, but nothing turned up. Thousands of flyers detailing what happened to Lindsay were distributed throughout Washington state. Though the police conducted several interviews in the years following Lindsay's disappearance, no concrete leads ever showed up. Strangely, Lindsay seemed to sense that something bad was going to happen to her. Less than 24 hours before she disappeared, she had told her mom that she had a feeling that something bad was going to happen to her. As the years passed, Lindsay's mother never never gave up her search for her daughter and worked tirelessly to spread the word of her daughter's disappearance. 
In September of 2017, human remains were discovered in eastern Washington. The remains were discovered in Kittitas County near Ellensburg. This location was a few hundred miles away from McCleary, where Lindsay disappeared. The sheriff's office hasn't disclosed the exact location of where the remains were found, but said that it is an area that hunters use seasonally. They described the area as remote and heavily wooded, with large cliffs and ravines. The remains were taken to the FBI lab in Quantico, Virginia, for DNA processing. In May of 2018, Sheriff Scott announced that the remains ha uh, had DNA matched Lindsay's and that the remains were Lindsay Baum. While the discovery of Lindsay's body provided partial closure, so many questions were still unanswered. In a June 2019 interview, Melissa said, Who did it? How? Why? None of these are answered. The only answer I have is my daughter is never coming home. It's been hell. I mean, she's been gone almost as long as she was alive. She also said that, I'm angry pretty much 24 hours a day. I'm angry. I missed prom. I missed her first boyfriend, her first kiss, her first dance. She's missed everything. She was 10. Let's get into some of the theories surrounding Lindsay's death. The first theory that the police looked into was that Lindsay had run away. This theory was almost immediately dismissed, though, for several good reasons. Lindsay was just 10, and she was afraid of the dark, so it's unlikely that a kid afraid of the dark who wanted to run away would choose to do it at night. She'd also left all of her belongings at home, and this included a brand new cell phone. With the runaway theory leading nowhere, police moved on to investigating whether a stranger abduction had happened. No evidence was found that suggested Lindsay had been abducted, and stranger abductions are rare, though they do happen. Melissa recalls two strange events that happened the week of Lindsay's disappearance that support this theory. The first incident happened when Lindsay and a friend had been at the park in the bathroom. They said that a man had come into the bathroom, but then left and took off on a bike. The second incident happened when Lindsay was with a friend. Her and this friend had thought that a man in a white car had been following them. Surveillance video from a gas station did capture a white car near the time Lindsay disappeared, but the lead didn't go anywhere. The police interviewed and polygraphed nearly 50 people. 20 search warrants were issued too. One of these warrants was issued in October of 2009 on a man living outside of McCleary. This warrant was for suspicious activity and inconsistent statements. Uh, they claimed that the man had weird and disturbing conversations about Lindsay. He had also been accused of sexual assault prior to Lindsay disappearing. However, the police found no evidence at his home and he wasn't arrested. In February 2012, investigators on the case released a video that showed a man that they were trying to identify. It was a video from a store's surveillance system and showed the man walking into the store. They were eventually able to identify the man as Tim Hartman and that he owned Hartman's jewelry and repair store in McCleary. They brought him in for an interview, and he denied having any involvement in Lindsay's disappearance. He showed the investigators a certificate from the training class he had been at the night she disappeared. He said that this class let out at 9 p.m. and was located in Belfair, which is about an hour away. However, the store's surveillance ca camera had caught him entering the store and purchasing an item at 9.15 the night of Lindsay's disappearance. FBI agents were able to determine that his class actually ended at 8.15 that night. That would have theoretically given him enough time to drive back to McCleary, McCleary and fit the timeline of Lindsay's disappearance. According to a Como news report, he later admitted that he unintentionally had given false information about where he was on that night to authorities. Hartman was also a volunteer firefighter, 
and told Como News that he had gone on an ambulance run that night and then returned to McCleary again. The search efforts for Lindsay had already started, and he said that he joined the search for a while. He went home, but was having trouble sleeping, so he went back out and rejoined the search party at around 1 a.m. He said that he'd bumped into Melissa while out, and he drove her to the creek that Lindsay had liked to play at to search there. Investigators searched Hartman's car, home, and jewelry store. Over a hundred items were seized, including rope, a fingernail, and some handwritten notes about Lindsay. Hartman claims that the police are wasting their time and money investigating him, and that the investigation has damaged his reputation. To Como News, he said, Don't accuse me of something I didn't do. All I can do is tell them what I know, which is nothing about the little girl. Hartman has never been named a suspect in the case, but remains a person of interest. On August 9, 2017, a relative of Charles Emery, who had legal guardianship over him, called the police and informed them that she had discovered boxes of material depicting sexual abuse of minors, young girls' clothing and shoes, magazine clippings of missing and murdered young girls, and handwritten notes about kidnapping, torturing, raping, and murdering young girls. She had discovered all of this while trying to clean out the garage of their Seattle home. On the 16th, the Seattle Police Department had obtained a search warrant for several boxes and bags dropped off by Emery's relative. Investigators began their examination and found hundreds of photos depicting child sexual abuse, used children's underwear, used condoms, and dozens of pairs of children's penny loafer shoes, with handwritten notes about kids wearing penny loafers before being abused and murdered. Just terrible, terrible, awful stuff. At the brothers' Seattle home, they found a partially burned manifesto buried along with a child's hat. The next day, the three elderly brothers living within the home, Edwin, Thomas, and Charles Emery, were charged with second-degree possession of depictions of a minor engaged in sexually explicit conduct. Edwin had been previously questioned by the police in 2013 after he had brought his computer to an office depot for repair and the employee working on it discovered child sexual abuse material. He also admitted that he had sexually abused his sister and his sister's daughter. He told them that he was attracted to sub-teenage girls, but no charges were ever filed against him. Investigators continued investigating the Seattle home, as well as a home that another, now deceased, brother owned in Shelton. At the Shelton home, investigators discovered a missing persons flyer of Lindsay. Captain Mike Edwards, who leads the Seattle Police Department's Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, said that it's very clear that these three individuals have an obsession with young female children, they've had this obsession for most if not all their lives, and they acted on it. No connection between the brothers and Lindsay's disappearance has ever been found, though. People still believe that the brothers could be involved in her death and the mysterious disappearance of other young girls in the area. If you have any information about the death of Lindsay Baum, please call the confidential tip line at 360-946-1799 or email baumtips, B-A-U-M tips, at co.grays-harbor.wa.us. Thank you for listening to another episode of Olympia Oddities. My sources for this episode were a Medium article titled Found in the Woods, The Unsolved Murder of 10-Year-Old Lindsay Baum by Kim L. Pasqualini, True Crime Files write-up on the case, and a Yahoo article titled Horrific Details About Three Brothers Turned In by Family Member After Evidence About Missing 10-Year-Old Girl Lindsay Baum Found Along With Terrifying Abuse and Murder Manifesto by Emily Blackwood, and a Como News article. 
If you want to support the podcast, leave me a positive review, tell a friend, or follow the Instagram or Facebook for the pod at Olympia Oddities Podcast on both. I changed my personal Instagram to Saloon Ghost if you want to follow me on that. And I'm always accepting submissions for um, your own spooky or weird stories or any topic ideas that you might have for an episode. You can DM me anytime on Instagram or Facebook or email me at olympiaoddities at gmail.com. Until next time, friends.